Hey, it's Arlen. I'm back. I thought I would use today, um, which is Mark Cuban's birthday, to talk about Mark Cuban for a second. If you're not familiar, I have a joint venture with Mark Cuban that he initiated in 2019. And um, also, if you're not familiar, I grew up in Dallas. So I grew up with Mark Cuban is I think he became popular when I was a teenager or maybe I just graduated high school and he bought the Mavericks of course and um you know I grew up in a I grew up not really paying attention to sports except for the Cowboys and the Mavericks because they were just such America's teams during that time period and so everybody knew Mark Cuban everybody liked him and my brother um thought he was fantastic. My mom thought he was fantastic. He kind of, you know, he still does, you know, just kind of goes across generations, which is really interesting. And I liked him for his business acumen. And of course, start watching Shark Tank and have watched Shark Tank for 10 years plus. And I always felt like I'm the sixth shark or I'm the fifth shark. I'm always yelling at the TV. Um, I remember very distinctly doing this in 2014, while at living at the hotel in Pearland with my mom, Pearland, Texas, that I talk about in my book, It's About Damn Time. And that hotel, I remember being there, and I think it was Friday nights, um, or whatever time it was, I was watching Shark Tank. And because I was watching Shark Tank and we were sharing one room, my mom had to watch it with me. And I would, she would just have to stand it while I would yell at the yell at the screen and say, oh, why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you buy that? And a lot of times I agreed with Mark. Um, I agreed with him quite a bit, but I just felt, I did the same thing with American Idol and The Voice, by the way, but it felt to me like I kind of knew I had this instinct. So anyway, you know, you just have Mark Cuban and he's in the zeitgeist. You know him. He's ubiquitous at this point. Um, and in 2000 and I want to say it was 2018. Yeah, 2018 or 19. It might have been 2019. Um, Twitter asked if I would speak at their Twitter house at South by Southwest, which is that major event that happens in March in Austin. And if I would speak on stage with Mark Cuban. And the idea was that we both use Twitter in interesting ways and we have great Twitter presence with their how they put it and that it would be an interesting an interesting conversation between the two of us and so I jumped at the chance I was like of course I will that is too cool so I go to it not really knowing what to expect I'm there with my mother my brother so my mother Mrs. Sims my brother Alfred who goes by Rook as his rapper name and producer name I'm there with uh like a makeup, my makeup person who at the time was Ashley. And I think I might have, I think, I don't think one more person may have been with me. <laughs> you know, I'm all there. And I'm, of course, I have other things that I'm doing that day. I spoke multiple times that year. But I have this little bit of an entourage. And Mark Cuban has zero, zero people. He is by himself. And if you see interviews with him, you'll notice that sometimes the interviewer will will we'll note that he rocked up to this place by himself. And he did the same thing uh, a few months later uh, at a backstage event. 
And I thought, that is so interesting. I wonder if he does this outside of Texas, like if he feels comfortable enough to do that. I haven't asked him. I should ask him. But he just really rocks up by himself. And I thought that was really cool and unassuming. He was really charming, really funny, really, you know, quiet. Didn't You kind of imagine he's the kind of person who's always wanted to be the center of attention or kind of shows off, but he doesn't at all. He just is there. And we talked a little bit, and I asked him, you know, right before he went on stage, I said, will you invest in backstage? And he's like, oh, no, I don't really like to invest in funds. I have before, but I don't really like to do it because I like to invest in the company directly. I like to have too much fun with founders to invest in a, in a fund to do that work for me. So I said, okay, you know, he didn't know much about me, but he knew, uh, you know, a little bit about me. He done He had done his research. And I said, okay, that's fine. I was disappointed, but I, I respected his reasoning. So we go and we do the event and we walk out there and everybody's like, Mark, Mark Cuban, Cuban. They're screaming his name. I'm like kind of here. <laughs> and we go, we have the event. And as we're leaving the event, they're screaming, Arlen, Arlen, and Mark, right? So I think he saw that a little bit that um, that there was something there, that little twinge. So then some time goes by. We keep, we keep in touch on Twitter, DM. Some time goes by. And like a little while later, I, there's this press, you know, a couple of press pieces that say that Backstage has not been able to fully raise its fund that we were trying to raise at the time. Um, and that's a whole other story about that. I talk about that in my book, too, about how I felt it was unfair and you know, kind of called it a failure before it had a chance to even have a chance at winning. And so that was a little weird and traumatic, to be honest. But the point of this is that that same day that it came out, he must have received the newsletter. That very same day, he reaches out to me on Twitter, DM. And Mark says, "Um, I want to invest a million dollars in your fund. And I'm like, okay. And, you know, he tells me a couple of the, the, deal, the deal points in an email. Um, they're very reasonable. I agree to them. And then he connects me with his lawyer and we're off to the races. And the idea was to invest $100,000 at a time into 10 companies um, that I had full autonomy over which ones they would be. And he would have no voting rights or anything like that. It would just be his money. So we would share it. He gave me more carry, which is profit share, than most people get in a, as a fund manager. And it was, Arlen was here, uh, the uh, ventures. And so we did that for a few reasons. We, we had it separate for a few reasons to start this new entity. Fast forward to May or June of 2020, when so much was going on, I get an email from Mark and he says, uh, okay, you ready ready to do more i think was the with question mark was the title and it said hey i want to put in another 5 million and i'm like wow so since then we've deployed most of that into some incredible companies so i feel very confident that we're going to multiply that for him but since then because of our reg cf because of on republic that you might have heard about or participated in because of just the alignment at Backstage, that fund is now 100% owned by Backstage. And it's so aligned and it's part of our assets under management. And so it's just exciting. And I just wanted to tell that story again, because I think 
you know, I just think that there's so many people who are talking, 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 talking diversity and this and that and the other who are allies or so-called allies. And then there are people who just do and who act and execute. And that's what I think happened in this situation. And I wanted to give credit where credit is due. All right. I That's just the plain and simple of it. And I thought better, no better time than on Mark Cuban's birthday to shout him out like this. So he may never hear this. He probably will not. But I do want you all to know that that's the situation we were in. And I'll keep an eye on things and, and kind of update you on how things are going. But so far, so good. Hopefully we'll be able to multiply that for him and, and make some money for our stakeholders as well.